Hi, my name is Christian and welcome to my podcast, Fighting to Be Free. As a relational fitness coach for over a decade, I share my passion for helping women learn to love themselves again through diet, exercise, personal development, and a community of strong women. Join me each week as I share with you in practical ways how to help you establish and achieve your goals. I'll share my story of how I lost over 120 pounds in the midst of family tragedy, now building a successful fitness business where I can help others take their lives back. As someone who has struggled with my weight, my self-esteem, and where I fit in my whole life, I'm passionate about fighting to be free, and I want to take you with me. Come on. Hey guys, it's Christian. Thanks for listening in. Today is going to be a little bit different as far as the content because I'm going to be talking about my journey after my sister died. My little sister, her name was Jamie, and she was a single mom. She had a son named Roman, and at the age of eight, that's when Roman was, he was eight, um, my sister Jamie was diagnosed with malignant melanoma. I remember the day like it was yesterday. We had gone to California to celebrate my mom's birthday. I was a new mom with a three-month-old named Trevor, and we were driving. I was in the back seat, and my sister was the driver. I looked in the rearview mirror, and I saw that her mole on her eyebrow had changed a little bit from the last time that I saw her, and I said, hey, sis, it looks like your mole's changed a little bit. You probably need to get that checked out. And she said, it's my trademark. And I said, yeah, but your trademark might kill you. And little did I know that September 11th, she called me and she said, you're never going to believe this. And I said, I know I'm watching these crazies fly the planes into these buildings. And she said, no, I have cancer. I said, wait, what? I didn't know you went and got your mole checked. She said, I did right after you talked to me about it. It was troubling. And so I went and I have stage three melanoma. So this began a two, almost two year journey of trials, of going to National Cancer Institute, which I can say I highly recommend. They were amazing for her, treated her like a queen. Um, She did every trial that was available. And at the time, there wasn't a lot for melanoma. Again, this is all at the time statistics, but um, 95% of the people who have malignant melanoma die in the first two years of being diagnosed. So my sister was diagnosed September 11th, 2001, and she passed away October 6th, 2003. So that's pretty close to the um, statistics. So when Jamie was in the hospital for one of her treatments, she knew that she was dying and she had called five people into her hospital room, myself, her sister, our parents, mom and dad, 
uh, her best friend and then her boyfriend at the time. And she said, I know I'm dying. Um, I've spoken to an attorney and my wishes are that when I pass, I want Roman and my sister Christian on a plane back to Georgia to apply for temporary custody. So a little bit of uh, back story is she had flown to City of Hope to do some more experimental treatment. She there was diagnosed with a spinal meningitis and that prohibited her from coming home to Georgia to uh, basically rest in peace here. So she made us all promise her that she that we would do that. Now, again, a little bit of backstory is she it was a single mom and Roman's biological father was not part of his life. And she wanted to make sure that Roman was raised in a certain environment. And so she said, please take him to Georgia, apply for custody. And then that's how that rolls. So when she passed, I took Roman and we boarded a plane and came back to Georgia where their home was. And uh, I immediately applied for temporary custody. Our hearing was scheduled for December 1st, my birthday. And we waited a uh, month of October. We came home October 6th and her funeral was coming up and we decided to go. And at the funeral, Roman's biological father came and took him and ran with him. And so we... Of course, I was beside myself um, trying to find him, but for a month we looked for him. And the end of October, we found out where he was going to be. So my dad and I hopped on a plane and it was called Operation Purr, Pick Up Roman. And I had submitted her will into the courts in Georgia and I was like, hey, I have every right to go and get him because that was what she wanted. Well, we came back to Georgia, enrolled him in school, and around November 20th, 25th, I get a call from the district attorney in California, and he says, I heard you have Roman. I said, you could talk to my attorney. He said, if you do not bring him back to California, we will have you extradited back here on kidnapping charges. And we will have your dad for harboring, aiding and abetting. So I spoke with my attorney and in the next few days, which we knew our court hearing was coming December 1st, which was literally six days away, 
um, flew him to California where policemen escorted us both off of the plane before everyone else had a chance to get off. Uh, I hugged him. He was so scared and he was throwing up. He was sick. Uh, he had never been with this man before outside of his mom. Um, he lived with me and my husband for a while and, um, yeah, he just, it was all new to him and everyone that he was close to at that moment was away from him. So it was very trying. It was very, um, emotional for me. And we waited for the court date on December 1st. Well, the court date arrived. Happy birthday to me. And he didn't show up for court with Roman. I was devastated. And oh my goodness, what do we do? How do we know that he hasn't run off with him again? And, you know, um, when are we going to have the court hearing and what's going to happen with custody and all the things. And so the judge, um, said we will reconvene after Christmas. In the meantime, we will go ahead and Christian, if you fly out to California, let's set up a joint custody temporarily until the hearing in January. And I agreed to that because I wanted to make sure he was okay. And so that was um, submitted into the court. And then uh, the second week of December, I started receiving ex parte uh, notices. And what that is, is in the state of California, and I don't know if this happens in other states in the U.S., but the plaintiff can pay a fee and submit a declaration into the courts and it's a 24-hour turnaround time so the next day you're in court and so the biological father Roman's biological father did this for a domestic violence charge against me now I've never been in the room alone with him before. <laughs> Domestic violence is, I believe, when you're in a relationship with someone, never in a relationship with him. So this was outlandish, so wild, and grasping at straws in my opinion. But not only did he do it once, but he did it 13 times in the course of a four month period. So I was a new mom with um, a son that was less than a year old. My sister had just passed away and I was having to fly to California to be uh, in court for these charges that were trumped up that were just so um, outlandish. They were, they were just, it was crazy. So in the meantime, we were still working towards having a court hearing here in Georgia because this is where she lived. This is where we submitted her will. This is where we applied for temporary custody. So 
the court hearing here in Georgia was in January and he didn't show again. So the judge says to the attorney, where's your client? Oh, well, I'm a new attorney. I need to research everything that's happened. We'll have to reschedule. Okay, we're going to reschedule this for the 3rd of February. Please make sure your client is here. 3rd of February comes. No, you know what's going to happen, right? (laughs) He doesn't show. So the judge ends up having the trial, having, doing that, we were up on the stand giving testimony. Um, the judge declared the biological father, um, criminal incarceration for not showing up for a court hearing. Now, when we applied for temporary custody, um, the attorney that I hired here in Georgia, he's a wonderful man named George Childs, He told me the best case scenario would be that I would get joint custody of Roman with um, rights to see him on occasion. So he would, that's best case scenario. And he didn't even think that that was going to be doable based on the fact that he has a biological father and I'm the aunt. So two things you have to prove in a custody battle in our situation. It was who would be best to take care of the child and why this person would be the best to take care of the child. Those are two big hurdles that you have to overcome in the court system because you are not the mom or the dad, um, when you're not the mom or the dad. So Those two things um, we had to uh, dispute in court. And so um, I'm going to leave this here for today. And then next week, I am going to uh, tell you the conclusion and all the great things that God did in this situation. There were so many things. So I'm going to leave that part two for next week. Please stay tuned. Thanks, guys.